Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. All right, hand up if when COVID hit, all your events, plans, posts, even some goals for 2020 just straight up went out the window. (laughs) Gone. (laughs) Straight gone. Yeah, girl, same, obviously. Alex and I, we had live events lined up until January 2021. The whole year was planned. It was, oh, yeah, yeah. And so when, when this all hit, like everyone else in the rest of the world, we felt totally out of whack. When we realized, oh, um, this isn't actually going to go away anytime soon. So uh, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. So we quickly thought like, hey, wouldn't a virtual event be so amazing because we could still have the bubbly yes. and the connection. Yes. We wouldn't have to bring any chairs or tables or <laughs> set anything up, but we'd still be able to connect with so many more ladies across the country. And as it turns out, the globe. And that's precisely what we did. Yeah, as it turned out, what we did then was a great example of what we're talking about today, which is agile marketing. Haven't heard of it? Yeah, well, neither had we (laughs) until we chatted with Janet Mesh in this episode. Janet is the CEO and co-founder of Aimtil, a digital and content marketing agency, which she co-founded when she was under 30 years old, just fun fact there. And we chatted with her all about marketing strategy, implementation, agile marketing, running a remote agency, what it's like having your significant other as your co-founder, and so much more. And as you listen, be sure to take note of any questions you have, because while we are so grateful for all of you listening, we want to actually hear from you. And who knows, maybe your question will be featured on an upcoming Q&A episode. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to text the word podcast to 215-608-3002. And we're going to text you a link to a super quick 90 second get to know you questionnaire, sort of like speed dating, except way better because you already know us and we can skip all the awkwardness. <laughs> and as a thank you, we're going to send you your choice of one of our Academy resources. So you get to choose from either our guide to optimizing your Instagram bio or a monthly business to do checklist believe it or not when you text us it actually really is us on the other end responding to you and we get Mm -hmm. so excited (laughs) to text you back so again you're going to text the word podcast to 215-608-3002 your feedback matters to us and we can't wait to hear from you so without further ado let's get into this super value-packed episode Welcome back to the She Shines podcast, everyone. We have a very special guest today. We have Janet Mesh, CEO of Aimtall. Welcome, Janet. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, we are excited to dive into all things marketing today with you. Uh, But before we get into the nitty gritty of marketing and business, uh, we want to learn a little bit more about you and introduce you to our community and listeners. So tell us what's your background and what made you take the leap into entrepreneurship? Sure. Yeah, I'm excited to share my story. So hi, everyone. Uh, 
thanks for the introduction. I'm Janet Mesh, CEO of Intel. And so I started, I went to um, college for communication and marketing, actually, University of New Hampshire. I'm based here, born and raised in Boston. So I graduated, um, came back to Boston and got a, I actually started working in like the IT industry for IT staffing firm and marketing. And I was kind of, I was like the marketing team of one, which was super fun and learned a lot and kind of really like t taught myself a lot. I was there for, built up their department, working really close with their sales team. And I was there for nearly three years. And then they were acquired. So it, it kind of, it, it did align pretty well. I was, you know, kind of looking, I felt like I kind of did as much as I could there. And uh, instead of jumping into another position though, I actually, instead of going to a new role or a new company, I took four months off. I call it my like quarter life crisis. <laughs> and um, I traveled through South America actually with my boyfriend for four months. Um, he could work remotely and he worked in IT um, as well. So I really, you know, kind of through all that reflection, I really, it came down to, I want to work in marketing, continue to work in marketing, wanted to start focusing more in digital marketing because like more than five years ago that it wasn't as big, which is crazy to think now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not as many companies were really like investing a lot in like, they were just didn't really understand the value of it. And then I really wanted to be able to work remotely and have that flexibility in my, just in my life really. So I kind of figured out in my return to Boston that, um, you know, I could start freelancing and I started working with a couple different agencies and started kind of dabbling in different areas. And my freelancing book of business started to like grow over the years as I was gaining networking, meeting different people, uh, doing more work, like really showing that online. And it just got to the point uh, a couple of years ago when we started Intel, we're actually coming up on our two year anniversary. So that's congratulations. Yeah. And it just got to the point where I was like, I, I can just, I cannot keep working like 80 hours a week. I will totally burn out. And I, and it just proved that it was, could be way bigger. And I can honestly serve the clients that I had. I just really love working with that. And a lot of them actually are still clients of ours. And I, but I knew I could offer better service with, by growing a team, um, and starting the agency. So that's what we did. <laughs> and, um, well, fun fact, I think this is a fun little bit for any of those listening. Cause maybe they have a similar experience. My boyfriend became my business partner. So, uh, <laughs> oh, we started no the agency together. Yeah. I love uh, that. So he splits his time right now. And, uh, yeah, so it's been super fun growing our team, growing our clients, uh, and then it's, I mean, even through 2020, it's been going pretty well, just despite, you know, global pandemic and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would really love to, to know more about like working so closely with your business or with your boyfriend as your business partner. Yes. <laughs> like, can you touch on like, what are some challenges that you all faced and kind of like any advice you have working so closely with, yeah. with your, your partner in real life, <laughs> not just business. Yeah. We've been together for um, almost six years. So uh, honestly, it was like really amazing. Cause like, I, I mean, I trust him so much and you know, everyone, you know, you get in annoyed with anyone. Right. But, <laughs> but the, the, my advice, even it, I don't even think it matters if you have a business partner, if like you're in a relationship with them or not, I think the most successful, why we've been so successful. And I've seen other people who go into business with someone else is like, you're doing different things of the business. You're not doing like the exact same. So I do, you know, all the client work. Like I do, he's not a marketer. I mean, he, he learns like tons of stuff and he's really good, but <laughs> 
like I, I mean, that's like my sauce and yeah. I really focus on the client side and with the team and like really developing that out and like even Aintel's marketing and really like focusing my energy there. And he helps, um, he has like a background in um, tech and operations. So he's really helping on the operational side, which is like phenomenal because I think I could have been like truly a solopreneur in some regards, but definitely having help is like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's, been, it's been fun. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. We're like, I don't know. We always joke. We're like, we're getting our, like our MBA right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. real life, real world experience. Yeah. We, oh, it's so funny. We always say too, like we're putting ourselves through business school, you know, oh, with all of absolutely. the things that, that mm-hmm. you learn. And even <laughs> I was laughing. You said, even though, even though you may not be in a relationship with your business partner, I think it turns into a relationship well, like of, a, some, of some sort of your business. Yeah. It's like a third person almost, honestly. So I mean, I think it's good to almost separate yourself from like, you're right. It's, I mean, that's like a whole, probably another conversation yeah, have, like is. separating your identity from your business, which yes. is super difficult to do sometimes. <laughs> that's so funny. We just talked about this in, was it, episode 27 with Bettina? It's oh, right. all about like, separating yourself from your business. Yeah. So it's funny you said that because I think that is kind of a trend we're seeing right now. And I know something I'm definitely still working through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> separating yeah. Like- I have a business coach and she was um, explaining to me how as entrepreneurs we're like the easy thing for us is our business and like mm-hmm. working on our business. So like when times get tough, we just like throw ourselves even more into it. And it's like, so even true. it's just harder to focus on like your personal care. It's like easier to focus on the business. I'm like, Oh, yeah. that was how do you, in your relationship, how do you like differentiate that? Like, or do y'all just talk about business like all the time or do you have like set hours? Oh no. Yeah. I probably more than we should honestly, but yeah, we try to like limit it. Yeah. I mean, definitely want you want to put like some constraints around it. We're like, okay, we're just not going to talk about those things anymore. Like done end of conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's a good to have a separation. We also use like Trello for a lot of like almost everything, uh, project management. And then we also just like put ideas or provide updates like there. So you don't feel like you always have to talk about it in person. You can just provide updates like digitally and it's just lives in the workspace. Yes. That's so nice. We use Trello as well. Oh, yay. Oh my gosh. Love. Yeah. We could not get anything done without it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I know. I like don't know how people, when they're like, I'm like, how do you organize things? And I'm just like, straight down like oh (laughs) like on a piece of paper I mean that's also really nice but it's the satisfaction of having all the boards and cards is amazing (laughs) so true so true so you know diving in like to your journey a little more going from working for someone else to becoming the CEO of your own company like what would your advice be to women making that transition like now you're the one who who you know, makes the rules <laughs> essentially and designs your, your day. What, what's your advice there? I would say the number one thing is just, just go for it and figure it out as you go. I mean, we just talked about like kind of like organizing everything. And sometimes I think I could get it like stuck into analysis paralysis and like think of every, every angle of how something could happen. And like, I'm not ready for this or I don't know. And just being super uncertain, but really I found like when I just just go for something and just take the initiative and just figure it out. Like it's never been a problem. And you know, imposter syndrome is super real. <laughs> it's oh my like, goodness. it You're is like, yeah. I mean, I think more often you find other women who are just like, I don't know if I can do this. And like, you, like you just kind of like go through the motions in your mind when it's just like preventing you from really like executing on your ideas and your dreams. 
and then another piece of it is like you don't have to do everything on your own I think there's like another I mean this goes into a larger like societal pressure that women feel like they need to like be like I can handle work and I can handle the house and I can handle this this and that and I'm like a superhero and it's like honestly I don't I mean it's nice to like if you can do that but <laughs> there's nothing wrong and like figuring it out and like having help along the way there's no shame in that the only way to really succeed is to like have support along the way or we're just totally burn out mm-hmm. this is like literally what we like why we do what we do with she shot <laughs> yeah. we're all about connection community girl talk so alex and i are over here we're like yes yes <laughs> so much so to unpack I'm so, <laughs> glad, I'm so glad you touched on that though because it is so important you can definitely get caught up in you know the diy business like i have mm-hmm. to do everything mm-hmm. myself and i can't ask for help because that's a weakness and i want to i want it to seem like i know what i'm doing even though i'm drowning in my own like <laughs> ish more or less um so yeah right. i'm so glad you touched on that of asking the importance of asking for help so thank you <laughs> yeah i like did a practice like when i was like really in the weeds and i made like a a list of like what i love to do and want to keep doing what i like don't really like to do, but I'll keep doing. And then what I just don't want to do and what I'll delegate. And that helped mm-hmm. us like early on, like understand like who we needed to hire on our team or like eventually like forecasting what we needed. Cause like I was doing like every client project and I had um, like one team member supporting me for like almost just like a year. And it was, it was just, and then as we were like growing and expanding, it was like understanding like who could come onto the team and like support us. And we really started to I mean, I took my first vacation <laughs> last yeah. week. Uh, well, no, where'd you go? I got actually signed off. Like, I feel like we take vacations, but you're just like still work. Like, still, I was yeah. I did that, and I was working. Just moved the office, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I actually, it was great. I would sign onto Slack, and my team would be like, "What are you doing? Get off!" And they would like chase me <laughs> offline. It was it was phenomenal, honestly. And but that's like, I think, I mean, that was always a goal of mine. Is like, I don't, in my opinion, a business isn't successful if it's only dependent on one person to run like how I want to set we're setting up Aimtel is in order like putting in like processes and having core values and standards so that the the team can operate and like understand like what we do and like our level of service without one person like myself having to like say exactly what you're doing all the time or being the final decision maker. I don't, you know, I think that also leads to if it's just one person, then people don't really have ownership and it just, mm-hmm. it can only go so far. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's incredible that you have scaled your business to now have a team. Can you tell us a little bit of maybe some tips on hiring firing and, and kind of <laughs> managing this team as this boss babe who is is growing her her business. It's just it's so amazing to hear. And and while we have a, a small team, you know, when we went to hire, it was new for us. It was something mm-hmm. we had never ever done. Writing a performance view review, excuse me, something we have never done. Yeah. Uh, so how did you kind of work your way around that and, and learn to hire, fire, and, and manage, manage a team? Yeah. yeah. To yeah I mean, team. oh, totally like a work in progress. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not easy. What's really guided us super well is establishing core values for the business. So our core, our values are communicate clearly, understand the customer, keep an open mind, take the initiative and be exceptional. 
Mm-hmm. And in any conversation or like, so if we're like assessing like hiring or if someone is no longer like a fit for the team and we've had both experiences, like I would just go back to our core values and like in any conversation we would have, it's like kind of like keeping an open mind, like comes into like the empathy aspect of like running a business. I mean, I guess in terms of, you know, of having to like let someone go, it's like, have we given them enough support? Like what are some areas and like communicating that clearly to them and like what our expectations are. And the same on the hiring side, like, we look for these core values and like who we're hiring. It's not even always about the like technical skills. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's super important. It's like, are they truly going to like f- align with like what we believe um, and like how we work together and like what, you know, cause anyone you, I mean, we're still, we're still growing, but I mean, we would be considered like small, of course, pretty much we're looking for if people have this like same mindset as we do because when if your team is small then they're going to be the ones that like later on like for me like as I'm adding people to the team like I may not have as direct of an impact on like someone later on like maybe in like five years because hopefully the team is much bigger and the company's much bigger who knows what will happen but that those core values need to like carry through to whomever is hired into whatever stage we're at so I think definitely like my advice would be like trying to get clear on like what those are and like what your standards are and even like what the business represents and like how you want to operate is definitely something you don't want to like, it's easy to push off. It's really hard. You have to get some deep reflection in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, I I love that. That answer is really becoming more clear on who you are and how your company serves others. And then like whoever you bring on evaluating, well, do they align with that? You know, their own I don't know, personal and professional lives. Like exactly. You're right. It's an extension of you. And as the company gets bigger and you may not have that small intimate setting Mm -hmm. anymore, like you want to make sure that everybody, even if they have like a difference of opinion or whatever, at the end of the day, those core values are still intact in everybody that you bring on. So that's amazing advice there. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. So as a business owner in general, what would you say your biggest lesson has been that you've learned in your journey so far? I know we learn something literally like every single day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can write a book, I'm sure. But right now, what would you say would be the biggest lesson that you'd want to share? I actually think it just ties into what we're just talking about, to be honest, is just getting clear on who you are and what you stand for is really important because I mean, I'm in service-based business. We do marketing services for our clients. So we, we're like meeting with them every week. We're talking to them all the time and our team. And like, that's a lot of energy mm-hmm. every day. And, and we're creating actual, like we're creating something for our clients. Like it's not even just like just human communication over online. It's, it's actually like creating full campaigns and like branding and social media posts and everything. So you know, I found that like when we stick to like our values and principles, even not just the team, like we just talked about, but even with clients, like all the clients that we're, they're, they're all incredible. They respect us. We respect them. And I think that is something I've learned. That's like really important that sometimes you want to like chase the money and you, you're just like, I just need to hit this like revenue goal or I need to hit like, you know, I, I wanted to have 10 clients, like X amount of clients or X amount of customers. But if you're always thinking almost like a vanity metric, um, <laughs> But like that could, that could one client or like some, like something that you're just like chasing because you think that you have to hit some certain goal. We've found like, if it doesn't align with like our values or our principles or our standard in any aspect of the business that could totally damage what we're building Mm -hmm. and like come close. Like I just find that like the toxicity of something can really like permeate. I don't know. It's, it's definitely really hard to 
identify one actionable thing you could do and what we did is we like very clearly define like what we see as like an ideal team member or even a client and we have like it like listed mm-hmm. out of like how like someone would like you know it's not gonna be ideal all the time but what that like I like that profile kind of is so we have a little bit of like a barometer to like understand when we're in conversations with people if they align with what we would want on a team or with a client or things like that mm-hmm. I love that so it's not only about having like your ideal client it's about having like your ideal team member too mm-hmm. so <laughs> more on like the internal side of how things are sure I mean, you spend a lot of time with people like requests. I mean, even more now, I feel like. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, if I did not love texting Anna Laura prior to working with her, then this wouldn't have worked out, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, being picky is not a bad thing in a way. It's almost like to like that granular level. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Okay. So we, we've learned so much already from you on, on hiring and, and managing and, and how you made this transition. So let's get a little bit into marketing strategy and yeah. that. So very quickly, tell us the mission of AIMTAL and the kinds of customers and, and businesses that you serve. For sure. So our mission is to create award-winning content, marketing campaigns, and brands to help businesses grow so help our clients grow we really like to have like a direct impact on where they are in the industry or um, like with revenue and really proving like the value of our services Um, so we really focus on like the digital and content marketing and like kind of creating and delivering like these like really cool experiences online for our customers and like their audiences Um, so we specifically work with um, so we're a full service agency we don't just do like only social media. We did that plus like lead generation campaigns and content marketing and managing our clients' websites and blog and kind of uh, anything that they need, we can execute on and strategize with them on. Uh, So we primarily work in the B2B space um, specifically for like IT consulting companies and SaaS uh, organizations. So either if they're not like a product, like a tech product, then they're providing like tech services, um, like kind of like they have like a team of developers. So sorry, Janet, not to cut you off, but for some of our listeners who may not know, can you clarify B2B and SaaS? Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, B2B is like business to business. So primarily just other, you know, businesses working with other businesses. Uh, And then SaaS is software as a service. Oh, so something similar. The last one, which is <laughs> so like my husband yeah. in software. <laughs> I did not know that. Don't Lots tell Cody. Cody, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we really focus on like growth tactics of our digital and content marketing services. We really focus on like social media management, digital advertising, lead generation campaigns, and we we use the content to drive the strategy. So what that means is like. Mm-hmm say like a downloadable guide or an ebook, like our, my team, like we come up with that, we write it, we design it. And then we like put it up on their website and do all the promotion amplification around it to help build an audience and generate leads. If they have a sales team, we will work with them to, you know, nurture that and hopefully convert them to customers. So earlier you were talking about your ideal customer, like who y'all want to work with, like who (laughs) who is that for Amtel? It definitely evolves. Right. And it should, I think. Like in specific companies would be like uh, IT consulting firms or just like tech organizations or specific like software that's like targeted for the tech industry. And then um, the kind of like person is actually cool. We've been like analyzing when we have done our best work and it's either we're working like 
pretty closely with the like the lead of like the, almost like the CEO of an organization because they just don't have a marketing team so we would act as like an outsourced marketing department and then like the other really successful engagements we have and relationships are working really closely with our clients marketing team so we're working like hand in hand with them to build a strategy and like ex or, and execute on it too so it could it could fall under both um typically though if like we're working with say like a executive level you would definitely it would definitely be more aligned with like the sales or marketing teams or like the the lead of that team yeah and i i love that you mentioned how your ideal audience can change because mm -hmm. and it's something that that we speak to our academy members and communities so much saying you know as as you grow and evolve, your brand will grow and evolve and your mission might grow and evolve and in turn, right, your audience, that ideal audience might grow and evolve. So it, it's, we love when other people <laughs> are yeah. saying the same things that, that, that we've Good. been talking about for so long. So when we got your media kit over, you had so many amazing topics and skills and one of the things that really caught our eye was agile marketing. Mm. So being the expert in agile marketing, this was like the first time I know that I have heard of that. Oh man, I am, don't call me, I'm imposter syndrome, don't call me an expert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl, for this podcast sake, you are the expert. I was going to say, at least amongst the three of us, yeah. you've <laughs> yeah. heard of it. So we would love to know more. Like, yes. what is it? Tell us all the things. Yeah, so Agile as a methodology actually was born out of like the developer world of, you know, engineering teams who needed to like create products super quickly. But it's really cool because like, especially in the past, I would say like even in the past year, it's like, it's kind of, it's like seeped out of that like niche and like other types of like teams and industries are using Agile it's a process and a methodology of how you're doing things. So marketing, a lot of the times you're like, you're doing like your entire annual plan and like, you're looking at things like super long-term even, you know, like on an annual basis, you're like, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to do the entire year. And then things like 2020 happen <laughs> and your entire plan goes out the window. 2020 and like, vision. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're like, all right, then. The, the core of Agile is like, and I could be butchering this a lot, but I've like adapted it to like fit for our team and like how we work. It's, it's really like a way of working is like you, you break it down into like smaller iterations. So you're like doing like sprints and like working in like smaller chunks and kind of mapping things out so that like you can be agile and adaptable to your plan instead of like sticking to something and it's like set in stone and there's no other way you can do it. Like for example, a client this year, they, we were supporting all their um, in-person events. They, they get a lot of leads and sales from like trade shows and conferences. And they had a massive conference that we helped organize uh, for May. And of course it got canceled. It was in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> like that got shut. It got, oh, and we were, we were forecasting it for it got shut down. And I was like, okay, so what are we going to, we need to figure out like what the plan B is. And they're, they're an IT consulting firm. So they had a bunch of employees who submitted ideas to present at this conference, like presentations. So we're like, all right, well, we already have like the basis, like ideas for content and like presentations. So let's just turn this into an online webinar series. And we got enough uh, submissions. And then like the rest of the team, like their team was like really interested in like uh, participating, which is amazing. And it turned into a four month webinar series for wow. our client that we executed and it was, it was amazing and we came very close to 
uh, pretty much the amount of leads that we get every year from like the in-person, we got the same for the webinar. So we just like pretty much replaced that. But being like agile, a lot, like, so the point was like being it like allowed us like having that mindset and like applying that helped us just like change things over quickly and like work more efficiently and like, a little bit quicker. And you're kind of like pushing out work like on a weekly basis and it just allows you to adapt. There's all the, there's, I, I don't know if you want me to go into like more of the, how do you, or it's the, like the team, like how you structure things, but <laughs> it's kind I of a beast. So. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah you want, so, if you yeah. want, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like all, it's our all around, like the way that I have it. I mean, we don't fully do, there's like things with agile. You can look up and like, there's like a very, sometimes like a very specific way, but I've like adapted it. Like specifically, I'll speak specific to the team at Intel. Like we'll, like, so you do like uh, a daily standup, but we just adapted that to like a weekly one. Cause we felt like we didn't need to like meet every day about the work we're doing. Mm-hmm. So you like on Monday, we have a team meeting and we go over all the like projects for clients that week. And then we just like chat and give each other updates. So you always kind of like let people know like how things are going throughout the week and then, uh, and make like any adjustments or if there's any like blockers to work or things are being held up, you, you, everyone like works together to like resolve it quicker than usual. So you're not like, you know, a month later, you're like, oh yeah, what was the status of that? It's like a quicker turnaround time. Um, and then a big part of my favorite aspect of it is that, um, or one of my favorite aspects is that you like celebrate your like wins and like you identify like setbacks. So we do it on a weekly basis as well. My team, like on Fridays, we have like a section on our meeting agenda that's like celebration time and everyone gives each other kudos and like recognizing like good things that happened that week. It's really nice. And then we even, but then like fostering like a more transparent culture, we also like identify anything that like could have been improved or maybe like, you know, we, we do it in terms of improvement because the point of agile is it's constant improvement. So you're not like just seeing that you like maybe failed at something and just taking it to the next level and be like, okay, that's fine. And like, what's the plan to like try to like prevent it or like what's a different approach moving forward. Mm -hmm. I I love that. It reminds me of Alex and I on, on Fridays, actually on she shines, we'll share our weekly lows and highs and it's more. Yeah. So it's like very similar. You're doing it. You're doing an aspect of it. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. so yeah, we just feel like it's so important for our community to know not everything is always roses. Like here's kind of what we're working through with the lows, but like, Hey, let's end things on a high. Cause there's exactly. always something to celebrate too. I love that y'all do that. That's so cool. Yeah. And another, like for anyone like who's growing a team, like the nice thing about agile is that you allow people like the autonomy to like self-organize. So you align everyone around outcomes and goals, and then you're not always exactly telling them how to get there but like you're all aligned on like the outcome and goal and then like everyone's kind of like working collaboratively to get there instead of like being like this is exactly how it needs to be done because that's not very fun (laughs) yeah no that that is such a great great quality I think not even just for for using this towards your agile marketing but in general like you sound obviously you are but hearing you sound like such a great leader Oh, thank and, you. I hope so. <laughs> and by setting, I love how you said that there's a goal and an outcome and rather than micromanaging everyone, like you need to do this. So we reach this and this team needs to do this to get this done. Right. And, you know, I said being agile, like here, here is that goal and outcome. And, you know, I'm going to trust you that you are going, going to do the work. Right. I don't, I don't think I'm, uh, maybe I mentioned this and apologies if I'm repeating myself, but we're a remote, completely remote company. Mm-hmm. 
um, Intel is and like we support all our clients remotely. So like the, wow. it's even more important to operate that way because yeah. I'm not sitting in the same right. room as anyone and it never will be. So if you're not like in the space, I'm not judging someone by like how long they're sitting in a chair. Like I hated <laughs> that when I worked yeah. in the house in a corporate company, I was like, I should not be judged and like value by how long my butt is in a seat. Right. <laughs> It should be like based on like the quality of my work and like what I'm actually producing, not like because I clocked in at eight and left at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so, so much needs to change. Uh, this reminds me of so many conversations I have mm-hmm. like with my, with my husband and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, that's, I, I love that you said that. <laughs> um, so, you know, agile marketing, you, you're talking about how you've adapted it for your team. Can you think of any ways that you could take some of these methods, like how you can apply some aspects of agile marketing to just a one man team or one woman show? I mean, I think back when I was more of like on on my own too, and you're, you're strapped for time. So, you know, kind of back to what we were saying, talking about before is like, just kind of go for it and like do what you can, like mapping out, like maybe just a month in advance of like your marketing Mm -hmm. It, it really comes down to like who who you're like talking to and like your audience and getting very clear on that and then like mapping out like your strategy and like the content you're going to put out on social and like on your website and everything but doing it in like a smaller chunks of time so for Amtel like sit down and just like block out like chunks of time to like do our social posts or things like that if my team or sometimes my team helps me too they're like amazing so <laughs> I can depend on them for that as well if you're doing that it's like a matter of like like sectioning out I find like time boxing is like one of my most like the best way for me like be productive so really trying to like box things out and getting it done but the nice thing about not having this like pressure to like map out everything perfectly is that like you can have those moments to like adjust things because like things are going to change and like you want to have that flexibility so like the agile like methodology allows that to you to like apply it to that and you're not like feeling like you're stuck with one way of doing things because like we're talking about it it will change and it'll evolve as your business does as well that's so funny. Alex, I think we've been doing this without even Yes. I'm so, I'm so glad you put a name to this because I'm like, yes, we've been doing this the whole time. So I'm so glad we learned something new today. I'm like, I know. We really, it's so funny because we, we, not only do we do this ourselves, but we tell some of our members in our academy who are kind of more um, rigid in terms of reaching those goals. And like you were saying, you have the goal let's be agile in how we get to that outcome. And, mm-hmm. and we always try and, and stress the importance of you can have that goal, but be flexible that like that schedule you set for Monday may totally like just fall apart and you have to think, well, what else can I do? Or do I need to move something to another day? Or right. I, I'm loving this term agile marketing because agile now, marketing. <laughs> we've been using yeah. it. We have a name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely there's like really strict rules to it too sure. um, but like I said like we just kind of taken pieces of it that that work for our team and then like even yeah. with our clients just so that it you know kind of just make it your own I don't the think most it's, agile I don't want the <laughs> agile and they may they may yell at me one day yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. we won't tell there are some serious people about it it's it's actually really it's cool it's really cool <laughs> I love it well, let's get a little bit more into marketing, your expertise here. And, and we have many uh, community members who are launching like a new product or a new service. Where, where do they start? And keep in mind, most of our community members are solopreneurs. So what would you recommend their beginning 
um, step be in mm-hmm. with their marketing plan? So like they have this service that they're launching like next month or a new product, mm-hmm. you know, within a few months, like where, where do we start with the marketing game plan? I was absolutely start with like, who are the, who, who is that person that you're marketing to? It d- does not matter unless you know very clearly who your, your like ideal client or customer is. And kind of coming back to, like I mentioned before, like creating that profile of them. But what we do at Aimtel and we recommend and we practice is like take it one step further. So we take like an empathetic approach to what we do. Yeah. And I, I call it empathetic marketing. Lots of, lots of fun terms today. It's not even just like being like, oh, like my ideal customer loves ice cream or like, you know, like kind of like the fluff. It's like, no, what are their pains? Like, what are they struggling with? Mm -hmm. What's like, not even, I actually think the most interesting thing is that when you're approaching this type of like analysis and like trying to understand like who you serve, you're spending so much time of like what it, how like you serve them in regard like your service or your product. But typically, like, that's a very small detail in their world. It's, like, maybe, like, a small piece of it. And sometimes you have to stay humble and, like, remember that. It's, like, how do you fit into, like, their entire world? Like, you maybe only be, like, 10 minutes of their world, but you made a good impact. Mm. And that's that's what matters. Um, so I, would, like, definitely start with who your audience is and, like, your ideal audience. Uh, and, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of, that's why the marketing is, like, awesome because, like, with all, like, the advancement in, like, marketing technology tools and everything, you can use the data to start like informing like maybe what you thought or your biases in in the process and using that to like inform like your strategy and any refinement that's needed or like who you're actually like reaching. I think, you know, like I kind of mentioned before, like it it, it does evolve and it changes and it can surprise you, but that's totally fine. But you always want to think of the the people. Absolutely. Like, who are you serving first? I'm, I'm so, again, so glad that you said this and yo, this was not rehearsed. Like, members, if you're listening it was to this, not, it was not like, this is a genuine, like first time conversation that we're just hearing, but literally in our Academy, the first course we recommend anybody go through is the ideal audience course. And in it is an empathy map where you break oh, cool. down your clients, potential clients, pain points and their gains, their wins, their frustrations and all this. So to hear you say that that's an Yay. empathetic approach, like, like we're just again. yeah I'm not part of the academy yet so <laughs> you, I definitely know this is not planned <laughs> right? seriously so no we're we're so pumped that's to, awesome yeah that again, yeah like goes back to that alignment <laughs> it also it also helps because like when you're clear on that like you can start understanding like where those people are like we can, I can speak specifically to like online because that's where our like uh expertise is with like digital uh, marketing but then you know like you you can focus your energy there instead of being like, I have to be on my website. I have to be on Facebook. I have to be on Instagram. I have to be on Twitter. I have to be on pictures. Like it just I have to be on LinkedIn, like, or, you know, in all these different channels, like I grow my email list. Like it's can throw, like just, you can just spin. <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. great to when you're starting is like picking maybe a couple areas and then like getting really like strong, especially mm-hmm. if you're, you know, you're, on your own or have a small team like there's only so much like everyone and yourself can do um mm-hmm. and you know just focusing and really growing and really serving people in those specific channels is a, another thing you know if you're launching a product or new service is kind of narrowing it down <laughs> yeah absolutely I, i'm so glad you touched on that 
Are there any tools or resources out there that you've come across that, you know, if, if you're just starting your business or launching your service, those beginning entrepreneurial stages, are there any tools or resources that you recommend? Yeah, we already talked about Trello. So uh, definitely <laughs> always recommend Trello. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, I have like the paid plan for my team and I love it because you can get like way more features. So we use that for like everything with planning, like project planning. I don't know how we would do it without it. I really like Sprout Social for social media management and monitoring. That's also a paid one, but it's definitely the, sh- the strongest one that I, I, we've come across and I, I really love it. Also, I started using the free HubSpot tool. That's actually amazing. Even just the free one. The only thing I don't love about it is like the form. You can't really get rid of their logo, but whatever. We've, I've just been playing around with the free tool and I really like it for like our forms and like downloads to like start automating even like some of our marketing and sales. And then like they have like a free CRM tool in there too. So there's a lot of cool like tracking you can do on your website and like your email and like keeping track of like your leads and stuff. So I definitely recommend checking out the free HubSpot one. I've, I've liked it even just like the kind of basic features. I also, I've been doing this, I think cause I'm a freelancer and have to like report on my time. But I use a, we use a tool called Clockify for like time tracking. But even if you don't, you're not like, if you're not like tracking your hours for like clients, specifically for like client services and you don't have to like send invoices in that regard, I definitely recommend tracking your time regardless as like Mm -hmm. a business owner, because it it gives you like a lot of like clarity on like where you're focusing your energy and like time. And then that kind of comes back to like, are you focusing on the right things or right. are you just like, Absolutely. so that's, lost in the scroll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If I, part of my job is to be on social media, but I'm going to scroll back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Janet, thank you so much for coming on and sharing just all the amazing info really quick. We would love to know where our audience can connect with you. What do you have going on? Just tell us all the things. I'm offering like free consultation calls for digital and content marketing. So you can go to our website, intel.com, A-I-M-T-A-L. On our homepage, we actually have like a consultation button. So if you go there, or even just like um, reach out to me on like through a contact form, then you'll connect with me directly. So looking forward to that. Yay. We'll actually, we'll link that in the show notes too. That way you'll be inundated with <laughs> she shines messages. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) So we love to end every podcast episode with our rapid fire. She shines question round. So we're going to set the scene. We'll have to pretend a little bit that we can be out and about in public. So let's say you're at your favorite coffee shop. What is your coffee drink? It is an iced caramel latte with oat milk. Okay. Ice caramel latte with oat milk. You were getting ready to order and you're in line and some girl taps you on the back. She's like, oh my goodness, Janet Mesh, CEO of Aimtall. I've been dying to talk to you. I have just three quick questions for you and then I'm going to pay for your latte. Oh, ooh, okay. I'll <laughs> what, pay for hers. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite way to connect with new people? Oh, okay. Before COVID, definitely going to events. Like I was really big on going to like marketing events or just like educational ones in person. Like I, I'm an, I'm an extrovert if you couldn't tell. (laughs) And I like get very energized by like socializing with people and like, especially in person. So 
Mm-hmm. That was why, but now um, just really investing more in like digital communities and connecting like, you know, during virtual coffee chats or happy hours with specifically with other women. I find that when I'm definitely like when I'm really looking to like connect, it's I love to just chat with other other women and uh, in that regard. Well, obviously we do too. I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> so the second question she has is how can I create community in my own life or business? I actually found like getting active on social, it's really nice when you like can follow and connect with people online that just like have an opinion and, you know, share their ideas and thoughts and are like willing to give you like advice and and just like connect. So Mm -hmm. just getting active on social and like specific like types of groups I have found has like been really amazing. And, you know, people like it will surprise you, like obviously there's trolls, but mostly people just (laughs) want to have a good conversation. Yes, we totally agree. Uh, And last question, how do you get your fill of girl talk? (laughs) This is like from earlier in the conversation. My advice if you're in business with your partner is like (laughs) identify like when you should not use them as a sounding board because like they will like men are definitely like they love to solve things and that's what's like an amazing quality is like if you present something to them, they're like, okay, like how do we fix it? And you're like, I don't I just need to verbally process. I don't right. know. And so I definitely have to be more attentional about it now since I can't just like hang out with my girlfriends in person, but I just like text or call my friends and I actually like try to um, like schedule some time with some friends like more frequently of just like catching up on the phone instead of, instead of just texting. It's nice to just like actually like jump on a call or a Zoom and just kind of talk about whatever. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's like the main thing. I, I feel like I need more fill of girl talk. Um, another thing, if you're looking, I've, I've um, did for the first uh, like year and a half of business, which I really liked was I joined like an all female mastermind group. And I really like that too, because you just can talk about like specific things of like women in business yeah. and really, um, you know, kind of get into like the girl talk, but like nitty gritty of like those pains that are like specific to women. So mm-hmm. that's, that's another nice one. <laughs> Sounds like the She Shines Academy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm really not. I mean, I don't we know. We didn't pay her. We did not pay her. <laughs> this is my, yeah. <laughs> Exclose all business relations prior to recording them. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, ladies, if you enjoy this and you want your own fill of Girl Talk, then we definitely recommend texting the word Girl Talk to 215 215- six zero eight three zero zero two and we will be all up in your text messages with some of our very own girl talk only like two to three times a week though we're not gonna bombard you let's be real but janet again thank you so much for coming on and sharing all the things that you did and just you know agile marketing overcoming imposter syndrome just all the things that you shared being a leader having a team We appreciate you and what you're doing so much. So thank you. Thank you so much. This is awesome. I really appreciate it. Yes. We'll see you in our text messages and also online. In the meantime, keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.